What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit This is the Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler Colt Cabana. All right, guys, how you doing? Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a great Hanukkah. I think today's today's the last day, or either tomorrow or yesterday was. I'm not really sure. I, I don't light my candles on my menorah anymore. I don't even have a menorah. All I really have is just a couple Subway cups lined up that I've had from over the past couple days, and it's almost eight of them. And then with the straws poking out, it almost looks like a menorah. So uh, I could signify that as my menorah, but I haven't been lighting them, so I wouldn't have a clue which day it is. But uh, the Hanukkah season did happen. I'm sure it was Festus, festival for everyone. A Festivus, a Festus Festivus. I wonder what Festus celebrates on festival and Festivus. Uh, Luke Gallows, now uh, Big LG, went over and had a, a good tour over there for Enoki Wrestling. Congratulations to him. But we are going way off topic. We've got to introduce ourselves, right? It's the art of wrestling. It's a wrestling podcast. It's a life podcast. It's a personal journal, an entryway into the world of people who are professional wrestlers and just people. I am your host. My name is Colt Cabana, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. I am a professional wrestler. I'm also a wrestler. I'm also a person, and I'm a person who is a wrestler. I'm sitting here live in the studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Before we get any further, uh, this is a free podcast, free of charge, every Thursday. Uh, we give it to you at welovecult.com and on iTunes. Subscribe. Wink. Uh, but maybe you're saying, well, I still want to support you, Colt. We appreciate what you're doing. Well, you can. And uh, you can do that by going over to iTunes, leaving a review. You can just tell a friend, somebody who really likes professional wrestling or people's stories. Uh, or, the most importantly, you can go over to coltmerch.com. And coltmerch.com has been seeing some traffic lately. Uh, and I, I don't think it's just because it's the holiday season, just because Hanukkah is happening. But uh, my buddy, CM Punk, did go on Raw, opened up a sport coat, and there it was, the I Starve David Colt shirt. That is available on ColtMerch.com. And uh, a bit of a crazy thing going on. I've been in San Diego for the past week, and uh, I, I haven't been in Chicago able to, f- to fill the orders and and that that was on, I got there on Sunday, so on Monday all of a sudden uh, cold merch blows up with all these orders, and I'm sitting in San Diego doing a week's worth of work, and uh, I got to run home to fulfill these orders and fill them up. So uh, right now I'm back in Chicago. I'm heading back to California later in the week uh, to do some more work, doing some good things, making uh, making a life out of myself over here. But uh, cold merch did blow up. And uh, those I Star David Colt shirts are available at Colt Merch, the ones that you saw on Monday Night Raw. Of course, I have brand new shirts, uh, the vintage poster, Matt Classic versus Colt Cabana. I have Workman shirts. I got a whole new batch of those in. Uh, professional Wrestler Colt would be your name tag. And a whole bunch more T-shirts, uh, buttons, DVDs. Uh, if you want to support me, you're, you're enjoying what you're listening to, go over to ColtMerch.com. I said I was in San Diego. I was there with a friend. Uh, many friends, uh, a lot of a good, some good crew over there. Uh, Austin Aries is uh, hanging out with me in San Diego also, and we're having a good time. And uh, he's going to be my guest later on. Uh, and uh, we were talking, you know, we've been talking the whole week. We've been hanging out. And Austin and I were talking about our cage matches. And we had two cage matches in, in ROH. Uh, we had one when Austin first won the title from Samoa Joe. I was his first title defense. And then we had one when I came back to Chicago. Uh, and we, we did it in, in a steel cage in Chicago. And uh, both like innovative finishes, we thought. Um, the first one was I was literally climbing out of the cage, and Austin 
uh, at the last second dove through the door. Uh, and then here in Chicago, I gave him the flying, the flying asshole, and he went through the cage. But, you know, his feet hit the ground, so he won. And uh, that was something I always wanted to do. I remember uh, getting into the wrestling industry, a goal of mine, something that I wanted was to be in a cage match. And the one I did with Austin Aries back in 2004, I believe, was actually my first cage match. And, you know, it's, it's fun to sit here and talk about uh, fun cage matches that you had. But I've also been in just awful cage matches. And uh, the only awful cage matches I've been in were in, um, were in OVW uh, in Kentucky. And uh, I'll give you two fun cage instances that I, that I remember. Uh, one wasn't as bad. It was like a cage match four-on-four gauntlet. And I remember... Uh, I started with Roadkill, who at the time, ECW's Roadkill at the time, was uh, doing a gimmick called Ant- Anthony Anthony Pulaski. He was a giant Polish dude. Uh, pretty cool look, actually. It was just Roadkill in trunks. And uh, and we like had three or four minutes till the next guy came in. I think like Seidel came in next after that, or uh, Evan Bourne. And... Uh, and just what do you do with him for three or four minutes? And and it was just so it was just it was more awkward than bad. And uh, it was just like a bad, weird cage match. I remember uh, in front of maybe fifty people in in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, but the the real horrible one was uh, Sean Spears and I had been feuding in OVW for like eight months, and uh, it was an awesome feud. Sean Spears is one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever wrestled with. He was Gavin Spears in ECW. Go, please go watch his stuff. He, the, for him not having a job right now is just ridiculous. You know, I know a lot of people are upset when I got fired from WWE. The fact that this guy got fired is just—it's almost pathetic. Uh, but you know, we uh, we were going into a, a a sold show somewhere in Kentucky. I couldn't tell you. So like, you know, these people had no clue any of us were. You know, maybe they knew who like. Paul Burchill was or something because he had been on the road, if that. But most of us, you know, hadn't been on the road, and it was a sold show for a bunch of hillbillies in Kentucky. And uh, sorry if you live in Kentucky and you're a hillbilly, uh, or you're not a hillbilly and you take offense to that, so don't take offense. But these guys, I'm sure, not only didn't have iTunes, didn't have a computer, uh, you know, didn't have a keyboard. They might have had, like, I don't know, a typewriter or something, but they definitely... Definitely didn't have a clue what was going on. So we put a cage match on. And, like, first of all, no one cares about the cage match. They have no clue who we are. They're not getting into the excitement of the cage. You know, the cage is fun when you have a grueling feud and then you put the cage up. But there was, so these guys are just two wrestlers getting in a, in a cage. And a cage match, a cage is usually, like, 12 feet tall. This cage was, like, 18 feet tall. It was ridiculously huge. And they announced the only way to win is to go over the top. And I remember I went over the top, and I was scared shitless. Like, it was the longest climb up. And, like, you know, there was no EMTs or anybody there. It was in a, you know, it was in a high school gym in, you know, Bumblefuck, Kentucky. And it was almost my death crawl up there. And uh, it was just a the crowd couldn't care less, and it was just horrible. And uh, sad because, uh, you know, I think those kind of matches are always fun. And especially when you're when I was young and I was getting into wrestling and I wanted to do this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, that was a match I always wanted to have. And then I'm in the middle of it just like going, oh, I can't wait to get this over with. This is awful. All I want to do is go home so Ace and I can just sit on the couch and watch comic reruns. But, uh, yeah, there was my cage match history. Uh, because Austin Aries is coming up. A couple announcements before we uh, we get into the uh, song and the interview. Uh, I did announce officially that uh, Hurricane Helms will be the main guest on the live Art of Wrestling live podcast taping at the WrestleReunion.com in Los Angeles at the Hilton LAX. That's January 28th. We're going to do that a Friday at noon. So go to WrestleReunion.com to get information or HighSpots.com. They're the ones that's putting it up. It's going to be in Los Angeles. Hurricane Helms, real cool, man. We're going to sit down, and we're going to talk live in front of an audience. I've got a couple other guests and a couple other surprises that I'm going to hit you with. So make sure you get yourself over there. And we appreciate that uh, to Hurricane Helms. Also, this week uh, it was announced that I am going to be uh, in Ghost Trek, a TV pilot. I'm going to film that in a couple days coming up here in North Carolina. Uh, me, Disco Inferno, and Johnny Fairplay are the uh, wrestling uh, characters of note in this thing. So uh, I'll be sure to give you a full 
a full synopsis of how that goes down. Uh, should be fun, weird, or something. Either way, there's a story to be told on a podcast about Ghost Trek, the TV pilot. I'm looking forward to that one. Song of the Week is, oh, a classic that we found. Um, this is the reason why I don't want to do a song, because in 20 years, it'll be still available, and I'll be a freaking weirdo. So uh, we found this one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Roddy Roddy Piper uh, singing I'm Your Man. Oh, enjoy. I've been watching you all night. Cause everything about you, it's alright. your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
All right, how you guys doing? We're here on the podcast, Austin Aries, and I was going to get into the yeah. world of wrestling, but in in the world of wrestling, we find ourselves in different places all over the place. Uh, we're sure. we're on one continent one day, one continent the other, meeting everybody. And just today, we're here in San Diego, California, on an adventure. Yeah, and uh, we went out in the jacuzzi, in the hot tub. And, Clo- clothed, of course. Clothed, yes. <laughs> Except for the few moments where my left testicle was peeking out of the bottom. <laughs> it was getting a little nuts in there, I'm not going to lie. And Just uh, for those moments. We made friend with... We, I left about an hour in, but you stayed out there for about four hours. Who did you meet? Who? Uh, you know what? It was kind of funny. We were all sitting there, and, and an older gentleman came, uh, came by, and he made conversation. And uh, at first, I'm not going to lie, I thought he was just trying to be a, a, a prick looker. We were all but, a little uh, creeped out by this A little guy. bit. But you know what? Uh, this, this guy's name was Lorenzo. And he, and he hopped in the, in the jacuzzi. And, Describe and, Lorenzo for us. Uh, basically, and, and, I, and I pegged it after you left, because I kept thinking, who, who does this guy look like? He looked like a, a really hip Joe Biden. And, and when I closed my eyes, the guy actually sounded like Joe Biden. And, uh, and this guy was 61 years old. And uh, it seems he's lived uh, he's lived in Venice and he's been to Amsterdam and and he knows Scotland. That, he said Scotland, he said he lived in Egypt, right? Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that I brought up, uh, except for Kevin Nash, he knew because <laughs> he was like, "Who is this big guy who uh, he drops people on their heads?" I was like, "Well, that, that describes a lot of people." Can you be more specific? He wears all black, and I was like, "Kevin Nash, no." Uh, and it actually ended up being The Undertaker. Oh, he knows yeah. The Undertaker. He doesn't know him, but he knew of him. I'm surprised he hadn't uh, met him in um, no, but in Paraguay one year I, when he I, lived there. You know, it's funny because you obviously meet guys like this, and, and, and right away, you, you know, my bullshit meter is, is very sensitive, and I'm, and I'm always looking for it, and it could be the fact I've been in the professional wrestling business for too long. But uh, as this guy started telling stories, his stories did have some consistency, and and I have no doubt this guy's done a lot of drugs in his time, and he probably did hang out with uh, Jim Morrison, and 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 he probably did hang out with uh, Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd. Arnold, Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He dropped Arnold about twenty times, right? It, just so, in the first half hour that I was there. But he he did keep going, but he, and and ended up that this guy, and and I actually got his contact info because he's gonna make me a big star because he can get me a, a meeting with Steven Spielberg. Uh, I think it was Lorenzo Chapone. Yeah, he, one at MSN.com. Right, and yeah, look him up. <laughs> look him up. It's, uh, it's actually it was like Chappelle One, wasn't it? Yeah. That's how it was spelled. It That's was you were Lorenzo Chappelle One. That was your way to remember it. Yeah, and uh, and and he's related to Joe DiMaggio. So uh, yeah, he I mean, did say he was related. He, did. To, he goes, yeah, I'm just related to Joe DiMaggio and all those guys and all those guys. He said all those guys. Like, all those guys. <laughs> like ba- what guys? All those guys. <laughs> and, and, what guys? Who are the you other know, basically guys? any guy that you mentioned, all of them. <laughs> I'm related to you know, them. The, the ones that are just like Joe DiMaggio. Really? Joe, Joe, Joe Jackson? <laughs> yeah. I helped, I helped beat Michael around a little bit back, you know, when, back when we were in uh, Paraguay. So I'm glad you made, made a new friend. You seemed like uh, a good guy. You've had a couple of drink skis here. I've loosened up. I had a couple of days of work here, and uh, tomorrow I'm uh, taking a flight out to Virginia. Uh, which which has an extra R and an I that's not necessary, but we'll call it Virginia. And uh, gonna head out there for a little uh, show. What do you got over there? Uh, I believe uh, is it VCW Vanguard Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Roddy Strong was on the paper. Was on Roddy the Roddy Strong's on on there. A bunch of good uh, big names, and they have a little tournament, which I'm not gonna be a part of. Because um, I said, well, listen, you know, like. I could be in the tournament. I don't, but I don't want to. I don't feel like wrestling three times. And if I'm in the tournament, that's what's going to happen because I'm going to win all my matches. So why don't you just give me a shot at the title? So that's what's going to happen. Me and John Kerman uh, are going to go off for the title, and, the, and it should be fun. And going to come back to San Diego uh, with with the VCW championship, and uh, <laughs> possibly hang out with Lorenzo, who's going to come up and check out uh, NWA Hollywood next Wednesday. Ah, I knew so, we have a new fan. You made a new fan, and he's going to bring all his friends, which by count is about seventy four <laughs> people that just, and they're all famous. Seventy four. So, it seems about he could well, fill up an, an arena well, here. Well, the other the other seventy four are dead, but oh. you know. It should be a good time. So hopefully, uh, Lorenzo uh, Chappelle One comes and checks out the show NWO Hollywood at the uh, uh, Showcase Theater now in La Brea, right look, in Hollywood. Look and, at this guy, a plug and, machine and here. Pl- I'm a plug machine, and I'm going to plug this fact too. It, it appears at the uh, the debut of A Double Austin Aries on NWA Hollywood on KDOC, uh, and this is just a rumor. I, I can't verify this, but this is just word on the street. Uh, and actually, Lorenzo mentioned this when he was in the hot tub, so it must be word on the street because he actually knew this. Is that my debut? 
drew a higher rating than TMZ in, in this market. In the Los Angeles in market. In the Los Angeles yeah. market. So, uh, so let's drink to NWA Hollywood. Cheers. Okay, uh, before we got so uh, we, we've been hanging out all week. We've been around here, and uh, you told me a story uh, that you um, that you uh, were on the road with Demolition last week, right? It was great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and, and I was honestly, I was trying to. I don't politic a lot, but I was trying to politic to make it a six man tag, and, and and Demolition Ram made his debut, and I was going to paint my face up because obviously Ram is. What was your face paint style going to be? Because they had a specific accent smash at a specific, and do they still paint their face the same way? Well, I, I cannot tell a lie, which I know is is a rare feat in this business. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't quite the same same face paint. Maybe not the same effort and the same amount of paint was being used. Um, uh, do they have a half-assed way of putting it on now at sixty years old? Not well, not so much. But I mean, if you remember, if you remember, um, you know, Axe had had the full silver face and then that. The black and then, and the, and then the, the design and and he just skipped the uh, the Tin Man from you know from uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Thank you. You're welcome. Right, who didn't have a brain or a heart? The Tin Man had no heart. Right, but because because he, uh, no heart or a brain. Well, if he didn't have a heart or a brain or courage, would you have a flat top? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I don't know. I get a button fly. Thank thank you. Uh, Yoshitatsu always used to say that professional wrestlers with no, like bad pro wrestlers in the ring, he'd always say Tin Man, Tin Man, meaning they have no heart. No heart. Yeah, no I heart. Like That's it. how he would describe a. a and I like a bad Yoshitatsu. Yeah, he's, I, yeah. So, um, so you, like I find that, and like like I'm saying, like this isn't a shoot interview or anything, you know what I'm saying? But the point is that like we have a story every week, and that's why sure. I do this podcast because is, is that you know every week's another story. Like yep. you just. <laughs> I love the dynamic of you hanging out with demolition. You know, uh, well, honestly, it was it was kind of my requirement of going on the show because it was up in, in Canada, which, quite frankly, is a pain in the ass to get into. A lot of times, I wish it was uh, half that pain in the ass to get into this country. But uh, so, you know, the the promoters like, well, I'll book somebody. I'm sorry, uh, I'll have some wrestlers uh, come up here from your area, and maybe you can and you can uh, you know drive with them. And I was like, listen, uh, I don't want to be driving up with some eighteen year old kids. Who uh, you know are a, a buck sixty, and 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 the only time they go to the gym it's when their buddy buddy's name is Jim, and they go to play video games. I, I don't want to be going with some kids trying to cross the border. I said, if I'm riding with demolition, I'm in <laughs> because I because to me these are the opportunities where you get to where you know you get to pick some brains and you get to learn. Yeah, with guys that have you know I mean, which is a rarity on our level these days. <laughs> Absolutely, right. absolutely, and uh, so it was a great ride. And we and we picked up uh, as long as I guess. All right, God damn it, the, the cocktails make me break kayfabe. Bill Eady, we picked him up in uh, in North Dakota. Bill, you're, how are you breaking kayfabe? You said his real name. Well, right. Is he? Oh okay, my it's God. His, 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 All right. He was not born demolition. <laughs> he wasn't born demolition axe. You're oh, kidding me. And I actually saw him without his mask on. Oh wait. Oh, see now I now I mentioned that he, that he actually had another character in a mask. Oh my. Did you? Steal? Oh my God. Cole Commander, you're getting the first year. I've never. I've always been criticized for keeping kayfabe. Oh, you know why? You know why? Actually, I'm breaking kayfabe with you, Cole Commander. Why are you breaking kayfabe with me? Cause, Cause you're in the fucking business, and cause all these other guys who want me to break kayfabe aren't in the business. They're guys who just report on the business or watch the business fans, and they want me to talk to them like they've actually been in the ring and done it. You have, therefore. So because, here you go, raw and real. Be, yeah, because I've been in the business, raw and real. You're you're willing to say demolition acts is real name. That's right. Wow, this is an exclusive. Uh, and and do it and <laughs> not not just that and have cocktails and do this conversation. Yes. All anyway, right. how was the show? Like, what did you guys talk about? I, we talked about a lot of things. You know, we talked about the WWE and the situation there, and we talked just about wrestling in general, and and you know the the difference between having a good product and knowing how to sell the product, and it really it comes down to business. If you don't know how to generate money with what you're putting out there, then you're all doing it for no reasons that are are important. And uh, we just talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Just just you know. It, Obviously, Bill Eady's been in the business a long time, and 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 he, and he's you know old school, and uh, and so obviously, we talked about how the business has changed, and it was just, it was a good conversation and a good ride, and uh, the border wasn't too painful. Um, they gave out a couple of pictures, and uh, dude, dude, yeah, that's so carny. I love it. It was great because at know, the border, well, we we got called in, and you know, and uh, they ran a little background checks, and they started chatting up with the ladies up there, and she started asking questions, and. 
And uh, yeah, oh, where are you famous? And yeah. Where are you from? And oh, do you have pictures? And you like, are you famous? And I was like, yeah, like to six people, I think I am. So uh, I said, I'm sorry I didn't bring my demolition ram pictures, but <laughs> ne- next time I come through, uh, I-, I got something for you. So I once watched, uh, I-, I did a show in Conyers, Georgia. The, the promoter sk- skipped in the middle. First time it's ever happened to me. The promoter skipped in the middle of the show. In the middle. Uh, uh, me, um, <laughs> John Walter, Steve Carino were there, Sal Renaro. And one of the matches was Brad Armstrong and Bill Eady in a boxing ring with four ropes, 11 people. Promoter skipped town with the concession money. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Bill, uh, Billy, Billy. How many, how many bags of popcorn? Yeah. 64 bottles of paper. <laughs> let's go. Run. Let's go. <laughs> Get the car running. <laughs> Uh, Bill Eady and Brad Armstrong had like the best match at 61 years old. Absolutely, they were unbelievable. Absolutely, and that's a credit to those guys. Uh, you know, just no, they just worked the headlock, but it was an amazing match. It was fantastic. And and and, and that's and you look at those guys and you see what's kind of being lost a lot in the art form of what we do. You know, and 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 people focus on uh, focus on too many other aspects of it, and 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 that shows you that. I don't think Billy has ever done a moonsault or ever did a springboard in his life, but sure shit if he didn't have those people eating out of his hands. Right, all those 11 people. And all 11 of them. Not 12, because the 12th was uh, ditching well, town with the popcorn money. Well, it, well and, and let's be honest, there probably would have been another you know, like 20 in the crowd, but they were actually behind the curtain part of the show or... <laughs> Or maybe even run the show and run away with the with, with the concession money, but that that's that's a whole other like six part podcast we could get into at some other point. All right, again, I talk about wild things that happen in wrestling, and uh, I guess one thing I wanted to touch on with you is just something fun that you were talking about. Is uh, when in wrestling uh, does uh, a Hollywood actor just come into your locker room? And uh, we were talking about how you said Nick Cage is just. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hanging out. Well, yeah, because he was he was originally up uh, for the original part in the wrestler that Mickey Rourke ended up getting, and uh, and who who did a great job, and and was in, was in the locker room. Obviously, uh, the promotion I used to work for was part of that. And if you look in the final scene, they're all over it. And it's too bad they didn't generate some more money out of that publicity because uh, I thought it was a good opportunity. And uh, but he came into the uh, so obviously Nick Cage came. They, they brought him in uh, to New York actually, and. Uh, Geez, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what he was on, but uh, he he didn't seem like he was cognizant, and uh, I, I was I was having a hard time picturing him uh, in the role of of the wrestler at that point, you know. Uh, but um, so you questioned like you questioned it right away, like yeah. Nick Cage being Listen, the wrestler. I, I, did he come back? What did he do? He come back backstage, came back with his, shaking came, people's hands, yeah, shaking hands, and introducing them, you know. And, and it was cool because you know, I mean, it's Nick Cage. But uh, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I've never done some drugs in my time, and, and I know when guys are, are on something, and either he had some really bad allergies, or uh, <laughs> or he was having a good time with or without anybody else around him. And uh, maybe, do you think it was the excitement of a wrestling match? Like, who knows? Maybe maybe the guy was allergic to bullshit. Uh, but uh, he came back there, and his and he just he didn't look like. Uh, uh, 
you wouldn't want to sit down and have them uh, at a round table and try to pr- present some business plan to a bunch of high level execs at that point. Hey, you've done some acting before. A, a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, well, I mean, this is my transition. Isn't isn't that what we do? No. Wait. Hold on. Oh. You were in the commercial, right? I have done a commercial. The ninja commercial. I was a ninja. Would anybody remember that? No, because it really you never really saw my face. I just had uh, Felicity kick me, and I and uh, and I think it was more for my tattoo than anything. That was the big. I think that was a selling point. Really? Yeah. Because I think they were doing a like a. It was kind of like a bunch of ninjas that were going to attack Carrie Russell, and she was going to fight him off. And through all this, her lipstick oh, did not Felicity. smear. Oh, Felicity, Carrie that. Russell, yeah. Uh, her lipstick did not smear because, well, it's CoverGirl. And uh, so, yeah, me and, uh, and Daniel, Brian Danielson, uh, we both went and auditioned. And uh, I think I got it because of my tattoo because the shot was basically over the left shoulder catching the tattoo as I was doing a front roll, and it was a ninja in the night, and then she she kicked me with her high nail. Is Aries? Is tattoo your tattoo means Aries? That's the Aries sign. Kanji, yeah, Kanji for the uh, translation of Aries, which is obviously a rough translation because they aren't the same zodiac signs as we do. And you are an Aries. Yes, sir. Does that mean like? Does that mean something to you? I mean, well, as, as I looked at what the uh, the characteristics of Aries were as far as uh, you know, maybe a little stubborn, a little uh, hot-headed, uh, a leader, um, you know, uh, I embody a lot of those things. So as I kind of looked at it, I, I, I'm never, I'm not like, I'm not like, hey, baby, what's your sign? And like think, well, you're Scorpion. We couldn't possibly be together. I'm not that much into it. But as, as I just kind of started reading about it, I was like, that's kind of that's that's kind of can I swear on this? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up yeah. because, uh, like, that's kind of describing me. That's kind of weird, yeah. you know. So I was like, so when I was started started thinking about, um, my my uh, stage name or my ring name, I guess, uh, I thought it kind of fit because I kind of embodied what the Aries stood for. Now, speaking of being stubborn and the other adjectives <laughs> you asked. Uh, yes. I, you know, you ask uh, your fans the the perception of Austin Aries, and what? How would you say that fans would describe you? Um, like, think, like a prick. Uh, the the uh, question. Sure, I mean, <laughs> sure, I sure. I, yeah, I've been called I've been called a prick. I've been called an asshole. Uh, but you got to realize, like, um, where does that come from? I, I'm not I'm not necessarily approachable. Right, but uh, I think if you talk to people who who take the time to approach me and to talk to me and not act like a like a moron and not try to get themselves over and 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 not try to do those things and and, and come with some respect and with some manners. But you have a very rough like exterior, and, yeah, and just a soft melty inside. <laughs> people just don't take time to. to I mean, get like, to know because I'm really a sweet guy, and honestly. I'm not going to lie, like, all I've ever wanted to be is just a nice, uh, funny guy, much like Colt Cabana. Um, but and you do have an extremely great wit, like, but, but you zing them out. Like, I'm not a big guy, in case anyone hasn't realized this. There's some people in Connecticut that obviously have uh, recognized this, and uh, there's some females who have recognized this over the years, and uh, there's a certain, uh, about 32 basketball franchises that have also recognize have you tried have you tried out for all 32 best a little bit you know well, i mean john crotty made it and if john crotty can make it and and jeff hornacek and uh john Stockton scott skiles and scott love scott gritty skiles. gritty scotty skiles my, my milwaukee bucks scott skiles that's right you know like uh, i'm gonna punch you in the mouth so like, you're, you're saying got, because you're you've kind of been shorter your whole life I, i've not i haven't been the, i haven't been the largest guy my whole life uh that that there's a certain uh, sometimes people will perceive that a certain way and uh and so then you have an, you have the option of being someone that people are going to make fun of or not and so you you want to be the funny nice guy and then all of a sudden well if you're the funny nice guy then people are just going to try to shit on you so then you have to go well excuse me but i also have a set of balls and oh my look they have hair on them too so just because you have four inches on me doesn't mean that it makes you a better person than I am. So. Do, you, do you get a lot of fights like in high school, like physical fights? No, no, because no. I, I don't like to fight. You're a lover. Because I, I would rather do this. I would rather I would rather break you down mentally and break you down verbally. Because I'm going to start throwing fists. That shows a lack of self control. I can sit here and I can and I can gracefully back out of a fight with without losing face, without without being a bitch. 
you know, and uh, so that that's the power because anyone can resort to start throwing the, the fist. I was always the guy in college that when my buddies were, were being the, the, the drunk, you know, asshole jocks, for, for lack of a better term that we all know, or, or the guys that, you know, uh, get the hot temper after a few cocktails, I was the guy that would be out front diffusing it because as not a big guy, I'm not threatening. So I can go up there and go, hey, we're all here to have a good time. We can, we can have a good time, and we can go try to find some vagina, <laughs> or we can sit here and see whose dick's bigger, but who, who's going to come out a better, you know, better for that? So, you know, like, these guys are being dicks, and you're being dicks, so... So you're saying you're a natural promo cutter? Like, did, is that what drew you to the wrestling? I, the ability to... to I mean, I guess, like I mean, you I, said, you're verbally, that's your weapon. Is sure, your sure. Well, I think I think that's a, I think that's a, you know I mean, th- there's a lot of wrestlers I think that are like that like that maybe in real life aren't the guys that are going to punch you in the mouth um, not because they couldn't do it not because they couldn't defend themselves not because they're not tough because it's not necessarily their demeanor what they want to do but here's a place where they can actually act that out you know and I think there's something to that and there's a lot of guys like that you know in in, in the business and um, so yeah I mean that's that's always been my demeanor. And it just seems that, you know, uh, over the course of time, uh, sometimes you have to kind of develop that tough exterior, as you say, with the fans and not just be that open, accessible guy until they prove that there's someone that deserves to get to see that part of you because they're not a fucking dick. What, what, Austin, what Austin draws is the situation more than anything, right? You, you take that sure, and listen, if you're someone who gets it, and understands when the show's over, the show's not over. This is who I am, and this is and this is who I portray. And if you're going to come up to me in a setting outside of the show and present yourself in a certain way, like we're not friends, I don't know you, you don't have my respect because I don't know you, and you so you can't come up to me. I've had people come up, hey, sign this. Hey, suck my dick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Suck my dick, please. Right. You know, like, manners go a long way. And, and I always say, and this is one of my lines, manners are free, but, but they really, they have a lot of value. And, and they don't cost anything. And a pleasing to thank you and showing a little respect, to me, is, is common sense. And, and, and for, if you're going to watch me perform, then you think you'd have the respect to do that. Or people come up and say, hey, uh, hey, can you take a picture of me and this guy? Oh, and that's go, the worst. I, oh, that's I'm rule. sorry. Do I look like a fucking? Do I look like a photographer? That's like one of the rules that I was also taught. I was taught yeah. like you, if you're you don't take, but you know, I whatever it is what it is. But one of the rules is like if you're a wrestler, you don't take a you don't grab the camera from a fan and take a picture of somebody else in there and another wrestler. Right. I, I think and, I dropped. I think I dropped the line, and I was walking with somebody, and I'm not gonna. I, I don't remember who it was. Right. And uh, and the, and this fan comes and said, "Hey." Uh, Oh, I'd love to get your picture. And they looked at me and said, Hey, would you take a picture of me and him? And I just looked at him. I said, Let me ask you a question. Would you walk up to Ric Flair and ask him to take a picture of you and Arn Anderson? Or Michael Jordan and say, Take a picture hey, of me, me and Scotty Pippen. Pippen, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, like seriously. Yeah. And or even, even John Paxson. Like, John Paxson, yeah. can you take a picture of me and Michael Jordan? Like, you still wouldn't right. ask John Paxson. Exactly. Even though it's Michael Jordan, John Paxson's not to take your picture, yeah. You wouldn't ask John Paxson to take a picture of you and the janitor. Right. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, uh, so, it's just that, it's it, and, and part of it is, we are more accessible now, and the internet has brought more of these people who think they're smart to the business to the forefront. And because of that, uh, there's a certain there's a certain mystique that's been lost, and a certain level of respect that sometimes can be lost. Because I like, I've had some incidents uh, with fans where I've been put in a position where I had to to basically punch them in the face. And I don't even have to transition. I was trying to transition to that. But you transitioned yourself well, into the face punching incident, which is why I should probably have my own fucking podcast at some point. <laughs> we'll we'll have a spinoff. It. Yeah, I think we should form our own little network, kind of like Adam Carolla did. Right, and I think we could make a. Uh, That's like, the goal eventually, I think, like, man. I think we make about twelve dollars on that, <laughs> maybe, but a week. So I mean, it adds up. It does add up. I mean, that, how many kids would that feed over in, in, in Ethiopia, in Africa? If you think about it? if they eat dollars. Well, it's true. Or if they're just, or if they're just eating Sally Struthers, they can eat twelve dollars. Right? Uh, so you punched fans. Uh, well, listen. I, to this, I went. <laughs> I went to my first wrestling show when I was four years old. 
at the Mecca Arena. And uh, in where? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And who was on the bill? Uh, it, it was it was a spinoff of AWA, and I think I remember uh, Jesse Ventura was on it, uh, Ray Stevens, Rick Martell, I want to say. But we had good seats, like second row. And uh, my dad said to me pretty much, he said, listen, you can go up to the guardrail, and you can, you can say whatever you want, and you can yell at them and, and scream and point your finger. He said, but if you reach over the guardrail and you touch them, I can't do anything. Like, they're allowed to, they're allowed to touch you. And that was all that was all that ever had to be said to me to have to have that line of respect. No different than if you're at a football game and you're sitting in the front row and the guy gets run out of bounds, you don't reach over and, and, and touch the guy physically. Or fucking Bartman. Right? <laughs> Putting his hand over. That that pretty much that that ended my love of the Cubs. Because after that they got desperate and they started they started I don't know. Bartman. Put the poor guy. Right. So, yeah. like, so just like Bartman reaching over and grabbing the right. foul ball on Moises so, Alou, a fan comes. You have to understand the line. You have to understand the line, and uh, and obviously, I understand that fans get riled up and and they get into the action. But I think a lot of times, they they think they're tough, and they think they can be part of the show, and they think, well, this is fake. So I'm gonna. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be tough, and uh, and we we let a lot of those guys in the business too because they just start throwing promotions and uh, and then we go work for them and take their money and and that's the downfall of wrestling. But that's like t- twelve more podcasts. That's like a whole series. Uh, so that's the line. And um, the first time it happened was was in New York City, and I was walking uh, back to the the curtains after I just hit Tyler Black in the head with a chair, uh, not hard enough, in my opinion. And not as many times as I probably should have. But um, I walked back to the curtain. And I was just kidding on that. No, I don't Anyway, no, no. Um, And I felt a a hand reach across my neck and, like, pull me towards him. And it it was a fan in the front row. And I'm sure he had a couple of cocktails, much like myself. uh, But but didn't show the self-restraint to to not physically assault me. And so my first reaction was to push him because I just wanted to kind of ask him over his chair and, and put him in his place, you know. And uh, as I did push him, he grabbed onto me to pull himself towards me. And at that point, I defended myself and, and punched him in the face. Um, and then his buddy came forward, and, and then uh, Paul Turner came down and uh, gets all the credit for, like, getting in, getting in there and just kind of, you know, backing me up, which I appreciate. Um the guy screwed me out of a lot of matches, so it doesn't really make up for it. But uh, oh, that Paul Turner! Oh, that Paul Turner! We're back to kayfabe. We're back to kayfabe. <laughs> oh, that Austin Aries! He's always mixing that kayfabe in there, trying to fool us with that shit. His real name's Billy. He's you know, like come on, people, in. just you know, you know, read between the lines, tongue in cheek, wink, wink. You know, just enjoy it, enjoy the entertainment. Stop trying to be like, oh, he's trying to work me. Like, just fucking. I preach that on it. here a lot. Yeah. I say, hey, just cheer the goodies and boo the baddies. Let's right. have a good time, right? Or like, understand that, yeah, I know you get it, and sometimes you're gonna throw the the, the, the K fibbles in there and just play along if you really get it. Just play along. Right. That's the whole point. Enjoy it. Just yes. enjoy it for what it is. Jesus, oh, I hate the all that guy's a 
guy's tapping my. <laughs> I'm just pushing. Tapping my head here. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? So okay, you uh, circumcised Copacabana? I'm Jewish. What do you want from okay. me? Okay, well, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Happy Hanukkah, by the way. <laughs> yeah, let's make sure we keep that in the podcast. Um, <laughs> Jeff, don't edit that out. That's great. Uh, okay. Also at Toyota Park, right? Yeah, what's that? At Toyota Park. I, and and then it happened at Toyota Park. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's talk about Toyota Park. Let's because. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it. And, and again, we're not going to name names here, but I hate promoters that are that that are cheap and that haven't done it and that put the the wrestlers behind the eight ball because because of such. And you're in Toyota Park, which I'm not. Well, this shows. In, well, let's say you're in Toyota Park. <laughs> okay, you're with me here. Okay, and you know Toyota Park because this is in Chicago, right? And it's a big outdoor stadium. Yep. Do they have soccer there? Or some kind of football? Or yeah, I think they they brought soccer there. Right. To Toyota Park. How many people uh, does it hold? Right. Ten, twelve thousand. Ten thousand. Okay. I'd say yeah. So this is, this is a big venue outside, and you have Hulk Hogan on the venue. So, last I heard, he's now like a two hundred dollar a night guy. I think he's asking for a little more than that, even on TV. But uh, so. You got Hulk Hogan coming in, and of course, when you have Hulk Hogan coming in, there's a few other guys that kind of following behind him, right? And so you got those guys coming in. So, the, so you're spending some coin, and you're in this big venue. And then in the middle of this big venue, and, and all these big names, you have a 16-foot ring. And in this 16-foot ring, per the contract, you're supposed to have yellow and red turnbuckles because, well... It's all comedians running wild, yeah, yeah. Everywhere, all four corners. But said promoter, I mean, doesn't really want to spend the money for extra turnbuckles. This is ads. me. You've you've made me the no, promoter. No, no, you're, you're on the show with me. Oh, okay. We're we're, we're going to go in the ring, and, oh, and let's we're, go and the we're ring. gonna go we're gonna go hit the turnbuckle pads that aren't there because the promoter didn't want to buy extra foam or another set of turnbuckle pads or possibly ruin the ones he had by making them red and yellow with tape. So we're just going to tape over the metal part of the turnbuckles right. with red and yellow tape. So he'll to, drop 30, 30 grand on the Hulkster. And, and the venue and put a 16-foot ring with no turnbuckle pads in the middle for us to go wrestle in. So because of your anger, you punch fans? You just, no. <laughs> during your entrance? No. You walk no, out? No, no, no. <laughs> that you was, just start rocking? That everybody. was just a side note of... I'm 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 trying to set the scene here, guys. Oh, sorry, he's painting the picture. I'm I'm painting the picture, and and the picture so far is what the fuck? <laughs> like really? And I've never worked for this guy before, and safe to say I'm never going to work for him again. Pretty safe, because <laughs> I know the ending of this story. So I go and and I have my match, and I'm not going to say it was the best match of the night because I don't give star ratings to matches because I'm not a mark, but you are a star. With two R's in some in some places that shall remain nameless. Okay, okay. So I have my match, and as I walk out to ringside, uh, there's a guy in the front row, and I call him a guy because he looks he's about yeah, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, young young guy, but he's decked out. And when in, I'm, in bling, Fubu gear. No, no, no. no. Let's see. He he's decked out in in. In the finest Adam Pierce slash Ric Flair robe you can find. Ah. And not some cheap imitation. The real deal. Wow. He's decked out in a championship belt that, that's not made of plastic. He's t- he, he dropped the coin on the real champion. He's the champion of the world. Right. Okay. He won it. 16 times possible. He won it from right. highspots.com. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, this is what this guy looks like. All right. And um, for the man out there, you know, he's, he's on the guy row. He's... He, He's got his mouth running. And I, and I pretty much ignored him and, and went through my business, through my match. And uh, the match ended, and I'm sure I won. Oh, I did. And uh, as I stepped outside, there was a couple of kids giving me a hard time, and I love kids. Not mine, I, but I love other people's kids. For reals? Yeah, no, I like oh, kids. Oh, okay. No, I really do like okay, kids. Okay, all right. Like I, I, kids, kids are like a... a, a an empty palette that if we if we instill some values and the right things in them, you like, just want to mold a kid to all the way you believe. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, what you absolutely. like about them. because because the world would be a better place. You wouldn't let <laughs> if they grow you up. Lit, to you be wouldn't you. litter. You would you would use please and thank yous. 
You, you know, you, you would s- punch people in the face if they touched <laughs> you first and were pricks and they deserved it. You put them in their place. All right, so this you want to support a- corporate farming who are completely inhumane to animals. You, should I continue? With no. What so this guy's wearing a, a belt. He's wearing a mat. He's wearing a, a robe. Woo! He's got it going on. And 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 not not cheap imitations. This kid's this kid's right. rolling. So he touches. So where, where are we at here? So anyway, so as I, the kids, we're at the kids. All right. I like Austin Aries likes the kids, but not in that way. Not yeah, you set yourself up not, for that. Yeah, one. <laughs> not in the Chris Hansen type of way, but in the like the Mr. T type of way. <laughs> all right, I like that. Very nice. Um, so I, one of my favorites is to pretend you don't hear the kids, and they're like, and they're like yelling at you, and you pretend you don't hear them, and then all of a sudden, last second, you go, "Hey, watch the shut your mouth, sit down," and you scare the shit out of them, and sometimes they cry, and yeah, I get I get a small laugh out of it. So I gave him one of those, and I and I and then I, I scared him pretty good, and this guy just hopped up like right there, and he started. He's jawing at me. He's he's going at it hard. So I said, oh, I'll give this guy a little bit of a other shit. So I, you know, I, I get up, you know, nose to, he's taller than me. He's like 6'2", you know. I get up the nose to nipple to the guy, and then we're jawing back and forth. And like most of these battles, my wit's a little quicker, my tongue's a little sharper, and I, and I got the best of him. And at a certain point, he, he couldn't take any more, and he raised up his very expensive belt and clipped me in the chin, which actually busted me open. And I responded accordingly by punching him in the face and taking said belt and then parading both the ROH World Championship and his belt <laughs> to the rest of the crowd <laughs> in glory. Right. It was just, it was second nature. It was right. clock, grab, grab celebrate. <laughs> grab the thing that just assaulted me and now celebrate that I have it. And then uh, I threw the belt on the ground <laughs> and walked to the back and figured that was it. And uh, I'm not going to get the rest of the story. I'll just say that, that the promoter told me I had to apologize. You know, he's like, you got to apologize to this kid. He's only, he's only 17, and he's going to sue. And I said, well, I watched your security guards like 20 feet from all this going down, and like no one even came to help me. So I wonder worry about this kid suing. Like, maybe I'm going to sue. Right. I said, and he, if you watch the tape, like he hit me, assaulted me before I defended myself. Um, but like a lot of times, the promoters don't take the side of the wrestlers. They they take the side of what they think is their best interest. And uh, I tried to I tried to apologize to him. I tried to tell him the story about, hey, I went to a wrestling show when I was four, and my dad said, don't go over the guy around. And he said, what this this isn't an apology. This kid he was supposed to apologize to me. This is a, and I'm going. That's what the kids said. That's what the kids oh, said to me. God. Like in the back. Right. And I was like, is anyone listening to this? Like seriously, everyone's just like. I'm I'm the only guy on this side of this, and uh, so then I I, I apologized him three times. I said, "Listen, I, I'm sorry you that you didn't know your boundaries and you overstepped him. You got punched in the face." And you know that's not a good enough apology. I said, "Well, I, all right, I'm sorry you never taught manners, and and I had to teach you some manners by punching in the face. That wasn't a good enough apology." Uh, so uh, eventually, I just walked to the back and and. Uh, then the the owner of the place came and talked to me and asked me if I provoked him. I said, "Well, of course. Like verbally, I provoked him. That's that's my job." Yeah, I said, but he physically came at me, and in reaction, I just defended myself. So, long story short, they watched the video. The kid hit me twice before I punched him, and 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 the guy was very pleased because there was no lawsuits. And uh, and then the promoter gave my pay to someone else. He gave it to Silas Young, which happens actually like really, like, it's happened more than once. Where like the promoter's giving my pay to Silas. Well, Silas must have been happy, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm going, all right, well, this is my trans. But <laughs> where's my pay? He's like, that's what we agreed to. I said, the, the fuck it is, right, like, right. and also Silas <laughs> in the car is like, fuck. I was like, next time, just go. I said. <laughs> Sides is like I'm working for this guy it. more. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I figure that's what ha- what happened again. So, uh. <laughs> but I was like, well, you should have just drove away because I still would have went and got <laughs> and got my. But, so like, that's how much the promoter like even knew what the hell was going Wild. on. Wild, you know, he you puts know a guy saying? like you, yeah, and and, and uh, but uh, you know, I don't know, like it's just. I went, I went, I went go to, a, I went go to a, a an opera or or a play. Uh, or, or a live to tape sitcom, and the guy's being a douchebag, and like jump out and like smack him because he's because he's being, you know, what I'm saying, and like, right. I just think there's a certain line, and 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 he, even and, a, and, even a football game where where you, where you crowd is crowd interactive is accepted, right? And and more so in this business because listen, like 
Here's the reality: if you if you go and you, and you go smack Ray Romano because he, he's being a smartass, like that's one thing. But if you go and you punk out a wrestler, I know you're going the next day telling your friends like, "Yeah, I punked out this wrestler and he didn't do anything. They're bitches. They're this shit's fake." Oh, you want to be part of the show? You're part of the show. Go tell me how fake it is. Mm-hmm. Ask those. Ask that fat Canadian Mark. In, in, uh, oh God! That you in, decked in the that face. I decked that broke his jaw in two places. Ask how fake it is because you know, like, oh, it was true TV. That was all rigged. Well, here's an exclusive because I was gonna I was gonna eventually put this on, on my Facebook or my uh, Real Healy Real uh, YouTube channel, uh, but I can't say or deny how true true TV is. Um, right. no, no more than I can say or deny how true Jerry Springer is because I signed a waiver for that when I was on Jerry Springer in my college days before my wrestling days and don't try to look that up. Oh my God, are we going to uh, try to look no, that right. up? <laughs> and I did not play my friend's secret gay lover no matter what anyone tells you, no matter what I say on the show and no matter if I make out with him or not. Uh, so, True TV. <laughs> well, by the way, I remember me and Punk tried to, we were going to get a, Madman Pondo was going to get us on Springer. Right. And we had to come up with, with a story. So me and Punk had pitched to uh, rest in peace. Sherry Martell at the time was doing a lot of stuff with us. She was wrestling in matches. And we pitched to her like, hey, we want to do like my best friend sleeping with my mom. And she was all about it. And we just like never got it to Pondo. We're going to like, how great would it have been on Springer with Punk? Oh, that would have been great. Sherry Martell was, Martel. was our mom and sleeping with her mom. Yeah. Never got on though. Oh, that's a shame. But Truth TV, not that true. Uh, I, the guy's got an all the all worked up. Well, here's the part that it. was true. The part that was true, uh, and, and I'm sure all of it's true, as far as I know. But the part I know was true, without a doubt, was that nobody was supposed to put their goddamn hands on me. And uh, and and these guys who who aren't small guys uh, came and they bull rushed me and started shoving me around and 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 acting like they were tough. Really. And uh, again, like I just kind of started swinging. Oh. If you haven't seen that episode, and, uh, go go on go on. Uh, so when you sit there and go, oh, that was all. It was all BS. Well, it wasn't. And granted, like in one shot I had chops, and in the other shot I had a goatee. But that could have been more due to editing than the fact that I didn't really hit that guy in the face. But that punch, <laughs> yeah. Go watch those all worked up on True TV, and uh, it's a real life punch. There's that, some good that, ones that in there, yeah. Awesome. And uh, uh, and what other what other stuff you got coming up, man? Before we get out of here, you know, I want you to promote yourself and, and your YouTube channel. I don't know. Your, obviously, we were talking about NWA Halloween coming up, and, yeah. and, and and I'm enjoying that project. And and uh, obviously, I uh, just got on the Twitter, so at Austin Aries, which should be easy to remember, and uh, which is good. I I couldn't get that name originally because someone else had pretended to be Austin Aries. Someone still got Cole Cabana out yeah. there. Give it up, jerks, jerk. I actually, I actually made this kid tell me because uh, I busted him out on it, and uh, he actually confessed that he was pathetic and had no life, and that's why he was pretending to be me, which, which was very satisfying. Because I was like, "Give me your number, I'm going to call you. We're going to talk about this." He's like, "Do you have to call me? I'm pathetic. I have no life." Oh my gosh! Uh, so I've got at at symbol at symbol Austin A U S T I N Aries A R I E S the zodiac sign not. A-I-R-E-S, like Buenos Aires. Uh, and the promoters want to book you now. and like uh, best, best thing to do is go to Austin Aries at Hotmail. I, I prefer to do the email. Please don't Twitter me or Facebook me. Uh, I mean, if you Facebook me, I'm sure I'll get back to you eventually. But uh, email me, AustinAries at Hotmail.com. Check out my Facebook. Check out the real Healy Real Hot. What is hot. It? It's, it's hot. It's going to be hot. Oh, it's it's going to be popping. Yeah. It's on YouTube. That's the future, man. Uh, it really is. And yeah. I think I'm going to expand and start doing, uh, you know, a little like QVC type stuff on there, a little home shopping on, on, on the uh, on the reel. And uh, and maybe start doing some interviews with other people, kind of like you're doing. But, sure. And uh, so Join check that out. And uh, make sure you keep coming back to the uh, Cole Cabana podcast. Ah, well, thanks for yeah, a little plug on my, own, on my own podcast. What do you got coming on coming up? Are you going to be doing some uh, comedy or anything, a little improv? I know you're hitting the improv good in Chicago. I'm doing the improv in Chicago. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd like to do the five dollar wrestling live with my buddy Marty DeRosa. That's the next goal. I think that'd be fun. Is to do a live five dollar wrestling. I would I would love to actually give you uh, some matches that you could commentate. Please, oh, I'm yeah. sure you've. <laughs> I would have a lot of fun doing that. Sure you've had a lot. Of, I'm sure Terry Fox has a is a box he yeah. can give me. <laughs> you know, when you do the back rank. Which is uh, Austin's uh, yeah. trainer, yeah. Right, Just, yeah. Think of like uh, if if Mario was a janitor, and that's. But great guy, love Terry Fox. Of like, on, yeah, good guy. You always talk highly of. And not 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 the Canadian runner with one leg. He was not my trainer, uh, but that would have been interesting. 
Yeah. Like Zach Gowan training you, kind of, I guess. I'll yeah. take it. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Never at a loss for words. Put a beer in this man and Austin Aries will talk wrestling with you as long as you want and whatever you want to talk about. That's what I like to hear. That's the magic formula. A uh, couple brewskis and Austin Aries. Uh, usually he's a wine man. We didn't have any wine over there in San Diego this week. Uh, I'm sure uh, the finest vineyards will see Austin Aries eventually, though. Uh, we also had a studio guest audience, if you didn't notice. Our buddy John was there hanging out, listening to what we do here at The Art of Wrestling. And uh, cool, man. Go support Austin Aries. He's uh, got the YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, he's doing good things. Uh, an unbelievably talented wrestler and a very outspoken man. So good to have him on here, and I'm glad he had a, an outlet to an outlet to speak. Very cool. And he has uh, he has more in the future, so follow him and uh, see what he has to say. Before we get out of here, let's get some plugs out of here, out of the way. Uh, ColtMerch.com. ColtMerch.com is the way you can support this podcast. T-shirts, pictures, buttons, DVDs. Go over to ColtMerch.com, and you can support me. You can support Colt Cabana. You can support indie wrestling. You can support uh, small businesses. And you can support my habit of lining up Subway Cups so I can have menorahs for years to come. Uh, ColtMerch.com. I appreciate that. My Twitter handle, Dr. Colt Cabana, Dr. Colt Cabana, because some schmuck still has regular Colt Cabana. Thanks, guys, and that's sarcasm. Uh, to see who my next guest is next week, or what I have to say about the world of professional wrestling, Doctor Colt Cabana. You know, I get a lot of uh, requests to wrestle on people's shows or people in different towns that haven't seen me and they want to see me and they want to know how they can tell their promoter, their local promoter, to get a hold of me. Well, you can do that at coltwrestling at gmail dot com. That's my email, and my contact information. Just throwing it out there, coltwrestling at gmail dot com. Uh, also, if you want to leave feedback, positive or negative. Uh, send that my way, coltwrestling at gmail.com. Uh, I do have some uh, upcoming shows here I'd like to support also. Uh, while you're listening to this, I'll probably be uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, t- doing the TV tapings, rohwrestling.com, uh, December 9th and December 10th. Come on over to the Davis Arena, Louisville, Kentucky, rohwrestling.com. And then December 17th, ROHWrestling.com, Plymouth, Massachusetts. I'll be over there. And then on December 18th, my last show of the year, ROHWrestling.com, we do the big one, Final Battle 2010, New York City, right in the heart of it. And it's available on iPay-Per-View at GoFightLive.tv. So if you're not in New York, you can see it all over the world, GoFightLive.tv. That's Final Battle, ROHWrestling.com. Also, please support our sponsors. And then when when these guys come on here, uh, this is all small businesses. I'm just making you aware of the sponsors. So maybe if you do need something, you don't go somewhere else. You go to somebody who supports this, somebody who believes in this. These guys really believe in it and support it. So, uh, you know, if you need something to do with wrestling, go to highspots.com. If you need a T-shirt of some kind, go to onehourtees.com. If you want to listen every Sunday night to a fun, interactive Internet show with a guy who used to be on MTV and who is an awesome character, Character and an awesome actor just in a movie in Pittsburgh uh, with uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Go to SundayNightStew.com and listen to his podcast on TSMRadio.com. Uh, that's the way you can help support everything. Leave, a, leave something on iTunes for everybody and uh, come back next week. Tell a friend. Guys, this is The Art of Wrestling. For Colt Cabana, I'm Colt Cabana. 
simplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.